Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. And we're back. I had a nice vacation, and of course some unexpected things happened, but I'm back now and excited to bring you our 400th regular episode of this podcast, Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. And what a way to celebrate with your best friend and mine, Henry Aldrich. This is the 44th episode of the Aldrich family. Today's show was entitled Model Airplane, and it originally aired on April 30th, 1940. Family, starring Ezra Stone, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Brought to you by Jell-O Puddings. They're tops in taste. the gallery of typical American boys, such as Penrod, Tom Sawyer, Peck's Bad Boy, we add the name of Henry Aldrich. But now let's go out to the little town of Centerville. Our scene opens on the hillside on the outskirts of town. The model airplane race Henry and his father worked for weeks to win has just finished. Henry is talking to Mr. Collins, the referee. Yes, but, Mr. Collins, my plane was flying against a very strong headwind. But I made allowance for the headwind. You did? Yes, Henry. Mr. Collins, what kind of a watch did you time Henry's plane with? With this stopwatch. Is it a pretty good one? It is. Billy Walker's model covers the course in one half of a second less than Henry's. Not by my watch, Mr. Collins. Is yours a stopwatch, Dizzy? No, but it, it, it used to belong to my grandfather. Is your grandfather an official for this race? No, but he carried this watch for 35 years and nothing ever happened. Hey... She was. Look at us. Did it break, Dizzy? Henry, you're standing on the mainspring. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Here's the stem, too. Well, where did Mr. Collins go? He walked away. That's a swell thing for him to do. I ought to make him pay for this watch. Mr. Collins! Hey, Mr. Collins! Now, wait a minute. I just went over and got these figures. What are they? Henry, when your plane was flying, the wind was blowing at 11 and a half miles an hour. When Billy Walker's was flying, the wind was four and a half miles an hour. So I naturally made an allowance of six miles an hour in Henry's favor. Well, Henry, does that sound right to you? As a matter of fact, isn't four and a half from eleven and a half seven? No, sir. No, no, I guess six is right. Of course it is. Only it certainly looks like seven. And I could swear Henry's plane went faster. Someplace there's been a big mistake. What seems to be the trouble, Henry? Father... You and I lose the race by just half a second. And a half a second is a half a second. I know, Mr. Collins, but that's all it is. Uh, Henry, may I speak with you? Where, Father? Right over here. You want to speak to me, too, Mr. Aldridge? No, thank you. What is it, Father? 
Henry, don't you think that as long as we lost the race, it would be better if we said nothing more about it? But Father Disney's watch didn't register 16 and a half seconds. Does his watch have half seconds on it? No, but up until a few minutes ago, it always kept perfect time. <laughs> Henry, I happen to be doing some business with Billy Walker's father, and it might be just as well if you didn't say anything more about it. But, Dad, look at all the time we spent building that plane. After all, we did finish second. Sure. Henry, I want to tell you when your father something. Sorry, Dizzy, but I've got to go back to the office. Well, you'd be very much interested, Mr. Aldridge. Tell Henry. Henry, I knew all the time there was something phony. Henry, wasn't every plane that was supposed to go in the race be made by a father and a son? Sure. Well, I'll bet you anything Billy Walker and his father didn't make theirs. Well, where do you think they got it? I know where. I was, I was just overlooking at it. And I remember seeing the very same thing down in Jones's sporting goods store. Are you sure, Dizzy? There's only one thing about it that's different. Billy's is blue and the one at the store was red. Then it can't be the same plane, can it? No, that's what you think. I scratched a little of the blue paint off, and right underneath was, was the red paint. Yeah? Yeah. Henry, if you win, it means a trip to the Capitol. Well, gee whiz, I don't care what my father says. I'm going down to Mr. Walker's office. Now, wait a second. Don't go rushing into this. Why not? I've got a, whole, a book at home that'll tell you exactly what to do in a case like this. Well, what should we do? Well, before we can ride out and accuse anybody, we've got to get proof. That's the important thing, Henry. Naturally, Dizzy. Anybody knows that. Because you accuse somebody doesn't mean he's guilty. You've got to get proof. I hope you don't think I didn't know that. Yeah, but you don't know as much about those things as I do, Henry. No, well, I know where I'm going. Where? Follow me. When we bust this case open, it'll... It'll, it'll shock everybody. Sure. Especially my father. <laughs> yes, sir. When he hears of it, he'll be speechless. <laughs> Where are we going? Wait until I show you. Wasn't it funny, Dizzy, when we were talking with Mr. Collins? I could have sworn four and a half from eleven and a half would leave seven. Same here. But I guess you got to put it down on paper before you can believe it. Yeah, must have been the fractions that threw us off. <laughs> Didn't I tell you, Henry? Look in the window. Look. Well, you mean here in Jones's sporting goods yeah. store? Well, that's the same identical plane the Walkers had. Come on. Now, wait a second, Henry. Let's do this carefully. We're going to. We aren't going to rush into it. We'll, uh, we'll just be casual. That's it. And, and all we'll do is make out we want to buy something, and then we'll gradually lead up to the plane. Right. Come on in. Well, where is Mr. Jones? I guess he must be in the back. When he comes out, don't mention why we're here. Something you boys want? Why, yeah. Well, why, yeah. Uh, uh, we, uh, uh, just thought we'd look around, Mr. Jones. That aeroplane. Dizzy. Uh, <laughs> uh, did I say aeroplanes? What I meant was, um, uh, that's the only thing we aren't interested in. I see. Mr. Jones, um, uh, do you carry baseball bats? You're looking right at baseball bats. Am I? Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe that's why I mentioned them. Now, how much are they, Mr. Jones? Fifty cents up. Oh, yeah. Um, well, how, how much are your tennis rackets? Dollar ninety-five up. Oh, yeah. Well, how much your fishing tackle? Twenty-five dollars down. <laughs> oh, Dizzy, look at the airplane models. Oh, sure enough. I haven't seen those before. Hey, which kind? Uh, the kind Mr. Walker bought. I mean, what uh... kind did he buy? Oh, did he buy one? 
Who? I thought you said Mr. Walker bought one. When did I make that statement? No, Dizzy, you misunderstood what Mr. Jones... No, just what did you boys come in here for? Well, Mr. Jones, would you mind if we should ask you something confidentially? What? Did Mr. Walker buy one of those planes you have in the window? Buy one? Not here, he didn't. I only stocked up with five, and they're all right there. Are you sure you couldn't have miscounted them? Yes, sir. Why? Oh, nothing. Nothing. We were just asking out of sheer curiosity. Casually. Well, look who's coming across the street. Oh, gee whiz, does he? It's Mr. Walker. Well, Mr. Jones, I, I guess we'd better be going. Good afternoon, Jones. Oh, hello, Walker. Uh, hello, Mr. Walker. Uh, sorry my boy and I had to beat you today. Oh, we were glad to have you win. I think I'll be going to see. I think I might as well, too. Oh, uh, Walker, maybe you can answer a question for these boys. Oh, that, that's all right, Mr. Jones. Don't bother him about it. Uh, what uh, was the question? Well, I, I, I can assure you, Mr. Jones, I, I don't know how the question even came up. Oh, Walker, Henry and his buddy thought you bought an airplane here. You mean the plane Billy and I won the race with? Oh, no, Mr. Walker. Well, uh, what plane did you mean? Oh, not any, Mr. Walker. Henry's just confused. Oh, well, I'm relieved to hear that. I'll be seeing Henry's father down at his office in just a few minutes. Hiya, Phyllis. I just saw your father, Henry. You did? Mr. Collins was talking to him. Well, well Mr. Collins was quite mad about something. About what? I'm leaving, Dizzy. Uh, well, so am I. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Walker. Goodbye. Gee whiz, Dizzy, now look at what you've done. Well, I at least tried, didn't I? Didn't I tell you my father doesn't want to upset Mr. Walker? You never mentioned it. Well, you should have known anyhow. All we did was practically accuse him of cheating us. Henry. What? Never mind about your father. Here comes mine right towards us. Good. I hope the first thing he asks is where your watch is. That's friendship. I try to help you win a race, and what thanks do I get? Henry, wait for me! What does Phyllis want? What do you think? I just heard Mr. Jones say to Mr. Walker back in the store. What? They looked at each other very suspiciously, and Mr. Walker said, Where do you suppose those boys got that idea? He did, Phyllis? Yeah. Do you see that, Henry? And now, now do you say I haven't helped you? Well, it's a... I don't know. He, I, did he say anything else, Phyllis? Mr. Jones said, well, I guess we fight that. Oh, we did, eh? Is that important? Is it important, Phyllis? Is it important? Well, I gotta go, Henry. I'll see you later. Gee whiz. Henry, all we gotta do now is to go through with it. Don't you think so, dear? I've got a fingerprint outfit at home, and I, I always knew that someday it would come in handy. We'll find out whether that plane of Billy Walker's did come from the store. Sure. All we have to do is get Mr. Jones's fingerprints. And then Mr. Walker's. Only maybe we ought to be careful about taking Mr. Walker's. He won't even know we're doing it. And listen, Henry. We ought to be really systematic and get everybody's print in town. Everybody? Do you realize how big this town is? But, Henry, look what they do in Washington. They don't get a few. They get millions. Well, I guess maybe if they can do that in Washington, we can handle this town. Come on. Well, here it is, friends, the sixth week of spring. Spring, spring, glorious spring. When a young man's fancy lightly turns to thoughts of... Well, you know the rest of that saying. But now that we mention it, just how true is that old saying about a young man's fancy? 
Suppose we see if we can't find out. Let's ask some young man for his opinion. Listen. Yes, the statement is perfectly true. In the spring, my fancy certainly does turn to thoughts of jello vanilla pudding. Oh. <laughs> in fact, I think I eat more jello vanilla pudding in the spring than in any other season of the year. Except, of course, winter, summer, and fall. Yes, well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is an observation that everybody will be glad to echo. Because just about everyone who has ever tasted it agrees that Jell-O vanilla pudding is a mighty swell dessert. Jell-O vanilla pudding has a gloriously smooth texture, as smooth as golden rich cream. And the flavor of Jell-O vanilla pudding, well, it's simply irresistible. A grand vanilla flavor that hits a new high for luscious, delicate goodness. So try this tempting treat just as soon as you can. And find out the truth of another popular saying which goes like this. When there's jello vanilla pudding for dessert, the thing you think of first is second. Now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich, Henry feels that he has been cheated out of first place in an airplane model contest and is trying his best to prove it. The time is evening. The scene opens in Henry's room. It's a funny thing, Henry, how my grandfather was able to carry this watch for 35 years, and I drop it at the end of a week. Listen, does he put that away? Haven't we got work to do? I've got to get it all back together. I, I've got it all back together except for these two wheels, and if I don't find out where they go, my father well, will kill me. He will, huh? But we're coming to the most crucial part of our job. Here we are. We've got fingerprint powder and fingerprint ink. Uh, Henry, aren't your folk and, uh, folks having some guests here tonight? Well, I, I, don't, I don't think we ought to take their fingerprints, Dizzy. Listen, I thought you weren't going to show favoritism. Yeah, I know, Dizzy, but they're... All right, then. We just as well not stop this. Well, can this fingerprint ink do any damage? How could it? But supposing it should get on something. It comes right out. Huh? Listen, here are the instructions for washing. It says, easy method for removing. No worry need be caused by damage. Merely dip in kerosene, rinse... And wash with strong abrasive. <laughs> if first results are not satisfactory, add lemon juice and rub harder. <laughs> well, gee, there isn't anything to worry about there, is of there? Of course there isn't. The only thing is, Dizzy, when you shake hands with a person, I should think they'd feel the ink pad in your hand. <laughs> Do you think they would? Well, why not? What would they think it was? Almost anything. For what? Name me one other thing that feels like a pad of ink. All right. How would this be? We'll just rub a little ink on the palms of our hands. That might work. Sure, look. I've got some on already. Now watch. When I hold my hand down here at my side, do you notice it? No. Yeah, I think I'll put a little on. Well, hurry up so we can be downstairs when the guests begin to come. Okay. I'm all fixed. Now, wait a, wait a second. Wait. Have you got a handkerchief? What for? I've got a... I'm, I've got to use your own. I, my watch is wrapped up in it. Well, my watch is... Here, take mine, here. Never mind, I haven't got to anymore. Come on downstairs. When we go into the living room, you let me shake hands with your mother and father. Why can't I have one of them? Why should you, their son, step up and shake hands with them? Do you want to give the whole thing away? Well, I get the first two guests, then. Yeah. Now, when I get the ink on your mother and father, watch them carefully. The minute they touch something, Socko, we've got them. 
You don't think my mother or father bought that plane, do you? No, but you never can tell. Someday they might be wanted for something. Henry! Yes, Mother? Are you out in the hall? We're just coming into the living room. You mustn't stay down here long. Oh, we won't, Mother. Uh, good evening, Mr. Aldridge. Uh, uh, good evening. Wouldn't you like to shake hands with me? Shake hands? Weren't you here with us for dinner? Yeah, but I just came downstairs again. I don't think it's necessary to shake hands. Uh, Henry, could you hand me my pipe, please? I'll hand it to him, Henry. Let me hand it to him, Dizzy. Please, Henry. Here, Sam, I'll hand it to you. Oh, uh, thank you, Alice. Mrs. Aldridge, wouldn't you like to shake hands with me? No, thank you, Dizzy. Won't you boys sit down before one of you knocks something over? I think I will. I guess I will, too. Uh, Henry. Yes, Mother? I don't like to seem rude, but we are expecting guests. Well, couldn't we stay down here just until they've arrived, Mother? Why do you want to do that? Well, don't you think it'd be nice for us to help greet them? Henry, I'd do as your mother asks. Well, in that case, I think I'll be going home. Oh, must you go? I think I will. Do you like to shake hands now as I'm leaving, Mr. Holden? I don't think it would be necessary. I may not be seeing you again right away. No. Sam, the least you can do is shake hands with the boy. Well, if it'll make him any happier. Here, shake hands. Goodbye, Mr. Aldridge. Goodbye. Uh, would you like to shake hands, too, Mrs. Aldridge? I'm sorry, but I've got to go out to the kitchen. I'll go to the door with you, Dizzy. You know, I think I changed my mind, Henry. I may not go home after all. Just one minute, boys. Something you wanted, Father? Dizzy, what's this I have on my head? Why, um... This uh, black ink. Why, well, how, how do you suppose that could have gotten there? May I see your hand? My left hand? Your right hand. Oh, well, what do you know about that? Do you suppose I could have gotten that from you? Henry, may I see your hand? Were you talking to me, Father? May I see it, please? Well, will you look at that? My... If I were you, I would go upstairs and wash my hands. Yes, Mr. Aldridge, that's the least we can do. I agree, and please do not come back down while the guests are here. But, Father, we've got to. What for? We've got to get their fingerprints. You're not going to do any such thing. No, Mr. Aldridge? No. Come on, Dizzy. Now I've got to go out to the kitchen and wash my hair. You know, Dizzy, I, I had a feeling all the time we shouldn't be doing this. Well, that's only part of the trouble. There's something you don't even know anything about. What? Well, when I came in the front door this evening... I put some ink on the doorknob. On the outside? On both sides. <laughs> Gee whiz, Dizzy. I did it so we'd be sure to get everybody. Well, we've got to wipe it off. If we do, Henry, we won't have prints of anybody but our own. Boys, have you gone upstairs? Yeah, in one minute, Mother. I hope we won't have to tell Dizzy's father and mother when they come. When who comes? Your mother and father. Henry, we, we've got to wipe that doorknob off. Give me a handkerchief. Henry! Uh, yes, Father, we're just going to open the front door. You will please go upstairs as I ask you to. Yeah, but, Father, a mistake has been made. Please, Mark. Mr. Aldridge, could I tell you? Both of you go up those stairs. Yes, Father. What do you think we should do in a case like this, Well, hello there, Frank Stevens. Oh, so you decided to let us in. Hello there, Molly. <laughs> hello, Alice. Well, what do you have there, Frank? Brand new hat? Spring has struck the Stevens. This color is what is known as dove gray. That suit he has on is new, too. Molly, just because you don't like checks, say, 
How'd that smudge get on my hat? Oh, Frank Stevens. You suppose they sold it to me that way? I told you all the time the car needed washing. That isn't off the car. If those smudges were on your new suit, I wouldn't mind. Uh, may I take your hat, Frank? You may. Well, well, there seems to be a smudge on the crown, too. Yeah. Beginning to look like a tweed cap. <laughs> Sam, you probably didn't wash your hands clean. I washed them perfectly clean, Alice. Look at them. Yes, look at them. Sam Aldrich. Well, I certainly thought I washed. Frank, let me turn your coat collar down. How did that get up? My goodness, dear. There. Frank, there's a smudge on your collar, too. Eh? Well, I didn't put it there. Well, all of you just stand back from me. <laughs> Until I came into this house, I was the best-dressed man in town. Molly, maybe you'd better hang this hat up. I can't take it right now, Sam. I'm going to powder my nose. You want a mirror, Molly? Uh, no, thank you. She knows where her nose is. Just the same, Molly. Would you mind looking in the mirror? What's the matter with me? Never mind. Just look in the mirror. That's where all those smudges have been coming from. Molly, go upstairs and wash. And Sam, you go out in the kitchen. Uh, do you have one more place? <laughs> Henry! Sam, what do you want Henry for? Never mind. I'm going upstairs. Henry Aldrich. Yes, Father. Will you and Dizzy please come here? Has something gone wrong, Father? Something has. Of what nature, Mr. Aldrich? <laughs> Did either of you boys put ink around this house? On the front doorknob? Yes. Well, the fact is, Father... What is all this fingerprinting nonsense? Well, that's what we tried to tell you. We didn't do it as a joke. We're trying to prove Mr. Walker is guilty. Didn't I tell you to forget Mr. Walker? But he wasn't fair. Tell him about what we have in your room, Henry. Yeah, sure. We've got a cardboard box we found in the Walker trash barrel. And it's the box their airplane came in. Henry, I want you to go straight to bed. Yes, Father. Where do you want me to go, Mr. <laughs> You, Dizzy, may go downstairs and take a look at your father's hat. Are there some fingerprints on it? There are. Do I hear Basil's voice up there? <laughs> I'm coming right down, Father. Do you know anything about this? Well, I... It's, it's this way. I... It's, What's it's, the it's, matter with you? I'm going to sneak. I'm going to... Oh, where's your handkerchief? Look at your grandfather's watch. Father, could I please come down? I'll see you at breakfast. Sam, quick! What's the matter? Another guest is at the front door. Mr. Stevens? Yeah, I just started to give you the directions. Dip your hat in kerosene, see? Yeah. And if that doesn't work, do you have any lemons in the house? Yes, sir. Just straight lemon juice. And then I think you'll find everything will come right out of your hat. Yes, sir. How's Dizzy this morning? Is that right? 
Is that right? <laughs> hmm. I won't be seeing him until the end of the week? <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Stevens. Henry, may I talk with you? I haven't eaten my breakfast yet, Father. I'd like to see you now before I leave for the office. Yes, Father. Sit down on this sofa here. Yes, Father. Did I ask you yesterday not to go around trying to prove that Mr. Walker and his son did not honestly win that race? Yes, sir, but that was before we knew everything, Father. Finding an empty cardboard box is hardly sufficient evidence to prove someone has been cheating. But don't you see? You and I are being gypped out of a trip to the Capitol. The fact still remains. I asked you not to do anything more about it. But why, Father? Why? Because, Henry, Mr. Walker did buy that plane. He did? Yes. I knew all the time he cheated us. Who told you? Mr. Walker told me. And he came over to my office yesterday. Gee whiz, then we did get first prize. We can go after all. Henry... Henry, did you know that some weeks ago, Billy Walker was taken ill? Yes, but, Father, that was way back in February. Did you know that off and on, for nearly two months, the boy lay in bed with a high fever? He wasn't sick the day of the race, though. I know he wasn't. I saw him walking around with my own eyes. That's the point, son. What finally broke Billy's fever was the announcement in the Centerville Times of that airplane race. How could that break it? From the time he went to bed, it was the first and only thing he took any interest in. He certainly couldn't have wanted to go into it any more than I did. Now, wait, son, wait. The doctors told Mr. Walker it was absolutely imperative for Bill to have a plane and go into the race. That's the reason. And that's the only reason Mr. Walker went out and bought the plane. I know, Father, but gee whiz, look at it this way. I'm going to leave it entirely up to you. You may do anything about it you care to. You mean to say that Billy's going to take that trip to the Capitol when he knows he cheated? He doesn't know he cheated. Aside from you and I, son, there are only two people in this town who know that plane wasn't built in Walker's basement. Who are they? One is Billy's father, and the other is Mr. Jones. I knew all the time Mr. Jones was lying. And he humiliated me right in front of Mr. Walker. Henry, are you in the house there? Is that you, Dizzy? Excuse me for coming right in, but I've got some great news for you. Oh, good morning, Dizzy. Uh, good morning, Mr. Aldridge. Uh, I shouldn't be here, but I've got to tell Henry. Listen, I was lying in bed this morning, and I got to subtracting. Subtracting what? <laughs> Those figures are Mr. Collins. When you take four and a half from eleven and a half, you don't get six. No? You get seven. Billy Walker didn't win that race. You won it by more than a second. Yeah? Sure. It's as clear as anything. The, on, the only thing is, Dizzy, when you subtract four and a half from eleven and a half, you do get six. No. Sure you do. You do? Of course. <laughs> well, I'll be done, Henry. I guess you're right. Sure. Sure, I, I couldn't have won the race. Isn't that right, Father? For once, Henry, your mathematics are absolutely correct. Ladies and gentlemen, is there a swell, tasty dessert in the house? The answer is yes when you've got a package of Jell-O chocolate pudding on the pantry shelf. There's no doubt about it, 
With Jell-O chocolate pudding for dessert, you're all fixed for a feast. Because this grand pudding has a flavor that's really and truly delicious. And with the first dip of the spoon, you'll know you're in for a lot of keen enjoyment. Jell-O chocolate pudding is full of rich, chocolatey goodness. A pleasing, mellow flavor that spells real satisfaction. It's a creamy, smooth dessert, unsurpassed for topping off a meal in top-notch style. And you'll find that Jell-O chocolate pudding is both easy and inexpensive to serve. So tomorrow night for dinner, delight the family with this tempting chocolate treat. There's a world of luscious pleasure already and waiting for you in Jell-O chocolate pudding. can't begin to tell you how pleased I was with you this morning. Thank you, Father. Oh, uh, do, you, do we have any steel wool in the house? What do you want it for? I'm going over and help Dizzy clean his father's hat. Well, if there is anything left of Mr. Stevens' hat when Henry and Dizzy get through with it, I'll eat mine. The Aldrich Family, starring Ezra Stone, is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Original music is composed and conducted by Jack Miller. This is Harry Bonsell speaking and wishing you good night for Jell-O Pudding. Please come back tomorrow for a special 400th episode special edition podcast. This special episode will be the episode of Truth or Consequences where they reveal who the walking man is. If you remember, there have been several Life of Riley episodes where they talk about truth or consequences and what the identity of the walking man might be. It was a Kind of a game they were playing on Truth or Consequences, which was a radio-based game show where they had the sound of a man walking and they would give clues as to who the man would be. And if you could call in and guess the right man, you'd win prizes. Well, there were also uh, crossover episodes, actually, uh, way, way back when. You see them today on TV, but uh, there was a crossover episode where Riley on his show called Into Truth or Consequences, and then he appeared on the Truth or Consequences show, which was the show that immediately followed his show. So even back then we had crossover shows. And uh, we played that episode of the Truth or Consequences where Riley was on that, and of course they talked about the walking man on that. So join us tomorrow to find out who the walking man is is. Until next time, in the words of Philip Berry, the time to make up your mind about people is never.